You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Emily from Emily and Her Stars and Things That Make You Go Woo. And I'm Andrea from Concrete and Crystals and Spirit Crumbs. We're back with another month of astrology and tarot. And okay, it's time for us. We need to recap September. We had hope without a question mark. And we had a retrograde, two retrogrades, finally kind of peak and wither away. It's been, yeah, let's talk about this Virgo season. It was something. It was something. I ended up being sick for a chunk of it. I wasn't even at home for a chunk of it. I was house sitting, visiting, then visiting my parents. Then I got sick. So I honestly feel like I only experienced about three days of it, but I do feel like we were right. We were on to something with that hope without a question mark. As much as I haven't seen the evidence yet, it does feel like it's very close. I do feel like we were, you know, we were feeling the energy. But I have to say that from everyone I've talked to, this is the one of the most, I want to say, like menacing Mercury retrogrades that people have experienced in a long time. So I don't know about you, but that's what I that's the consensus I've been getting. So interesting. I, knock on wood, aside from the little snafu we had when we started this and I lost my October notes, which I found, I really didn't experience much of anything during this retrograde. So I feel like this was my opportunity when the people are like, I, nothing happened. What are you talking about? I feel a little like the nothing happened. What you talk about? But I recognize that it did, in fact, kind of sweep some people's feet out from under them. It was a bit wild for me. I feel like because I was sick, I don't think anything. I didn't have a lot of like the tech things or like big misunderstandings. I was talking to myself most days. I didn't really have a lot of those issues, but I did feel like I had a lot of like weird breakthroughs and like thought patterns changing. Like I would look and be like, how am I like? I think I was saying to Emily when we first started talking, I don't recognize my own notes from last month. I feel like that was a completely different person, or maybe I'm just in an alternate universe. I'm not sure, inconclusive at this point, but I just feel like for me, it was very intense. I, I'm lucky that I didn't have a lot of things go wrong necessarily, but it was just very weird. I really noticed the halfway point of retrograde, Mercury in particular, Venus a little bit, but it was so long and such kind of a slow burn that I really noticed the introspection through that whole period. But with Venus, or with Mercury in retrograde, I felt like the day we hit half and all of a sudden things started picking up speed in some way, even though it's not necessarily how it works and we can get into all the somatics of it. It was a very palpable, different energy halfway through. Yeah, and it was interesting because I always review the previous month's um, cards before we come into this. And I was like, that's very interesting because almost all, I think it was all split between cups and wands, mm -hmm. which is emotions and 
kind of like that fiery energy to move forward. And so I do feel like that's what a lot of us were experiencing was like we were having these like emotional weeks where we were kind of like having realizations or whatever. And then like I would feel it moving again and then I'd be like, oh, wait, I need to sit with this a bit. So I did feel that back and forth a little bit. Not so much of the earth, you know, not so much of things showing up, which I just now started to sort of experience and not so much in the like racing thoughts that I had the previous couple months. Mm -hmm. It was more like just energy that was shifting back and forth. And I think I feel like it was one of the least Virgo-y Virgo seasons. Yeah, totally. Like, I don't feel like I sunk into that into my routines or into I did organize some but not like normal this was very abnormal I would say Virgo season in general the only thing I did that was classic Virgo was when I was sick I went through and reorganized my budget that was one thing that I did that was very Virgo snaps but that was it that that was the one and it was only because I was tied to a chair pretty much I was like I'm running it that's how little I was like I'm running out of things to do um that I can do on my phone so really it wasn't that I was excited about it it was just like I need something to do like as a Capricorn (laughs) that's my idea of resting it was just to sit and organize my budget love it love it I'm excited to see now that we have more planets kind of hanging out in some of the Virgo energy and Venus will finally be cruising the rest of the way back through Leo and we'll get to Virgo I think we'll really feel some of that kicking in and I think that's kind of what we're going to pick up on a little bit in October as we go through. So yeah, any anything else to recap from September? The Pisces new moon was lovely, although I know a lot of people were feeling some sadness and heaviness with it. Um, I think those water transits, when we have that moment to really be in those um, deep set emotions, it can sometimes be hard when they boil to the surface. Yeah, I feel like that was kind of one of the turning points to me. That was one of the cups weeks, I think, where I was kind of like, not necessarily overly emotional, but I was like rethinking things and like sort of like feeling into like, does this feel different than the last time I thought about it? And like, I had kind of like a different emotional lens for things, I think, around that time. And then this new moon that just happened in Virgo, that felt to me like the hope was coming back. Like it kind of like renewed that feeling for me. That's sort of what I got out of that. Yeah, I. This will be our last new moon until eclipse season. Like we're. Oh, yeah. We have a full moon coming up on the 29th of September, but we are now kind of walking into the window of the eclipse season. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to talk about October. Are you excited? I'm very excited, actually. More excited than I've been. It's like building. I feel like every the last few months, I've been getting more trusting of the energy. And this month, again, I didn't put any cards back. They all stayed out. I went, yep, this is good. We're keeping it. So I think we're we're on trend now, hopefully, for a while with that. I love it. Okay, so before we dive into Libra season, the end of September, October, what have you got going on for offerings, Andrea? Let's t- Tell us about what you got. Good question. So I have my newsletter coming out today on the 26th, as per usual, the first Tuesday of the season. And then my remote recharge is going to be October 5th at 7. And I'm feeling like this is going to be a really high dose of energy. Like the last few feel like they've been processing things and like moving energy through. 
especially the last one, it felt very like that one took me a thousand years. Like the Virgo one took me forever to process all the energy and get that email out. Like it took me a chunk of time. But I do feel like this one coming up is going to be more of a recharge, like an actual like building up of energy. So I'm excited for that. And then I'm doing a group reading this week when we're recording. I'm doing one as like a testing, but I think I'm going to have another one end of October, beginning of November, probably. And it's going to be an intuitive oracle card reading where I'm going to do kind of like a group energy. And then I'm going to do some individual readings if I have time or if I'm called to it. If it's a small group, maybe everyone will get one. Um, there will be a replay as well. So just like the energy sessions, if you can't make it live, you'll still get to hear all of those messages. And often spirit is very in intentional and anybody who's drawn to the energy, even the group messages will probably resonate. So I'm going to be doing one this week and then probably, like I said, I'll have another one in November because it's really fun. I've only done one before. I did one for the anniversary, second year anniversary, I think, of my Instagram. And it was so fun to have everyone's energy together and like the messages, just like every, every even if I was doing it for specific people, everyone seemed to resonate with it. It was just super fun. So I'll be doing that. And then also I've opened up my calendar for my other sessions, like my dream life readings and the other things that I do, the one-to-one -one energy sessions, et cetera. But that's kind of going to be my focus, I think, is some group stuff for the fall. I'm super excited about that. Your, I always find the most amazing energy when I attend your group sessions. So I think that will be really fun. And your messages, when you did the um, business reading for me and kind of dove into some of those, it's been phenomenal. So yeah, super highly recommend. I'll be checking one of those out myself. Yeah. Um. Over here in Emily and her stars, we, so I started the intuitive um, astrology foundations class. It's, up, we're about two weeks in now and the feedback so far has been great. I'm really excited about how it's coming together. We unfortunately sold out this session, so I will be offering it again in the spring. So if you're interested or want to get on that waiting list, please let me know. We are busy over in the Third Eye Library. We have a dream challenge, a 21-day dream challenge coming up in October. So you can come if you feel like you don't dream or you want to remember your dreams or if you're having any issues in that department, it's super fun. So come over. First month's free. We're happy to have you come check us out for a little while, see what you think. And then for my offerings, I have opened up the rest of my October calendar and a little bit into November with some astrology mentorship spaces open. Um, and I'll be taking, I think, some time off in December is what Spirit has been bringing forward. And so October and November will be kind of the closing out of my sessions for the year. So get them while you can. That is so exciting. I have been having, as you know, as I tell Emily all of my random weird dreams, I've been having some very specific dreams. So I think I'm going to have to hop into that uh, that challenge because... When I set my intentions, I actually do get a lot of good dream step and I need that accountability. So I think I'm going to come and join you guys for that. It's going to be really interesting. Sweet Meg, who runs it, she, um, yeah, she brings through intuitive dream information like no one else I've encountered. So I think you'll love it. Super cool. All right, let's dive into Libra season. All right, so September 23rd, do you want to pull cards first? Yeah, yeah do. let's do that. I'll do the cards and see. It, have we ever done this before? Through. I think we're new. I honestly have to say, I know this is a sidebar, but I think even though I think there's less time than usual between our recordings, I feel like I haven't, we haven't done this in six months. Okay. 
I'm going to see how this how this goes. All right. So for week one, which is September 23rd to the 30th, I got the five and the major arcana, which is the Hierophant. I actually have to say I got three major arcana and an ace. So this month feels very eclipsy, like very intense. So I'm excited. But what I got with this card was very much that we have learned lessons from retrogrades. And it's almost like we have become a new, like our wisdom has up leveled and our trust in ourselves is like at an all time high rate. And so while this may be a sign that like the right teacher that you need is going to show up, if maybe a certain interest came to mind, like if dreams were coming to mind and then you were just like, wow, I've been thinking about this. What great timing. Things like that might happen. But on the flip side of it, it may be maybe this message that it's time for you to start sharing what you have learned and the wisdom that you have accumulated. It's almost like I get the feeling like you're so full of knowledge and you're just looking for somewhere to share it. It's that like ready to burst sort of energy that I'm getting with that. And so if you've been thinking about running a program or starting a podcast, this might be a really great time for that. And then it's also this shift where a big message around this card for me is usually looking at traditional beliefs or things you've been taught for a long time and then sort of replaying them in your head and filtering them through your own heart and through your own wisdom, through your own lens to say, does this actually resonate with me? Or is it just what I've been told my whole life? Or is it just the way I was taught this? And so this is kind of a time for you to start maybe with the Venus retrograde moving, you know, moving out of our systems and going forward and Mercury retrograde. It just might be a time where like your values and your thoughts are just kind of replaying through your head. And it may be a time to look at things from a new lens. Like it may be a situation you've been stuck on for a while and then all of a sudden you're like, why do I feel like it has to be that way? Or like, why haven't I just done what I wanted to do? Like it just might be getting unstuck feels like the energy of it. But overall, it's just about kind of releasing what no longer resonates, anything that feels outdated for you, and then finding the new wisdom within that's really coming up to the surface that's kind of like pushing it out. I almost see it like a glass being like filled to the top. And then you're getting these downloads that are coming in. Something has to overflow. Something has to leave. And so it's like, let's get rid of all the old stuff that we don't actually believe anymore and let it be full of like just things that feel pure. And like me, it's almost like what I'm seeing now when I'm saying that is like there's half oil in the cup and, you know, oil and water don't mix. And it's like as the water comes in, the water stays in, but the oil gets pushed out. That's kind of what I'm seeing. So it's like just cleansing through your thoughts and limiting, limiting beliefs and all of those things. It's kind of what's coming to mind for this week leading into Libra season. Okay. So interesting. This fits quite perfectly, as always. We need to come up with new things to say other than, yes, spot on. September 23rd is, of course, fall equinox. And this is such a major part of astrology, at least in the way I teach it, is in this foundation of light. And so what happens, of course, at equinox, we have these days that should be close, at least in daylight and darkness. And at this point where we are changing into, in the northern hemisphere, more dark than light, and in the southern, more light than dark, this is a point in the month where like joint ventures are really going to kick off. The sun is going to be, of course, in the romantic and fair-minded Libra. You're going to increase your chances for happiness and success by keeping an open mind to different types of people in business and pleasure. 
where can you find more balance, peace, and harmony in your mental and physical spaces? Might be time to clear off the desk and start fresh. This is just a really nice time of year to kind of look at things with a fresh set of eyes. September 24th, so for two days, we're going to have Mars and Chiron, the asteroid of wounds, um, at opposite ends of your consciousness, ready to battle it out. Your wounded healer could react from an impulsive and defensive space as Mars is in a hurry to take action and defend itself. Remember, nothing good comes when we're triggered and explode. So try to slow down and observe where you think this pattern is actually coming from and how to maybe react differently this time. September 25th, repeat says what? <laughs> For the third and final time, Mercury, who is our messenger, teams up with Abundance Jupiter in a friendly trine. This one is a little bit different than the last because now Mercury is direct. And Jupiter is now actually in retrograde, leading to some possible stubborn misunderstandings. Major downloads or insights are possible, so keep an open mind because even a one-degree shift can change the entire picture. On September 29th, we have the full moon in Aries during Libra season, and this is a perfect time to step out as your unvarnished, fully authentic, and 100% amazing self. Aries loves to be number one, which can unleash some competition today or a wave of pent-up frustration. Instead of stealing the spotlight all for yourself, try shining a light on all those amazing and talented souls that you surround yourself with. It is Libra season after all. We also have a Venus square Uranus on the 29th. This is a 90 degree sort of dynamic angle where both want to be in charge. This can create a rumble in at least one relationship. Rebellious Uranus doesn't seek the calm stability that Venus does, and today they're out to prove who's right. We know neither of them have it fully nailed, but you'll most likely feel blocked from finding what you crave today. So if you are on the full moon looking for comfort and you feel stuck or like it's not working, sink into some of those modalities that you can use to calm your nervous system and some tried and true practices would be my recommendation. And then on September 30th, we have an electric buzz. Uranus is making some static this week as it does, and the trickster is in a comfortable trine with Mercury. So these two get along pretty well because Mercury is always seeking a new crafty train of thought, and Uranus is cheering on the rebellious changes wholeheartedly. So get a solid plan behind those big ideas, and then you've really got something. If you let that Aries or some of that impulsive energy out before you've thought things through, they might not work as you expected. Interesting. I could definitely feel the, like, tension between the, like, stuckness and the wanting to, like, move forward. That, like, full to the brim feeling I can feel. So maybe that's the Aries energy coming in. I'm going to just remember that visualization of I'm just moving the oil out of my water and moving the oil out of my water. I feel like that was like the gift we need right now from spirit because I, yeah, it just came to me now when I was talking and I was like, now it makes sense because I was like, I knew there was something more to it, but I just go with it and see what happens. So in week two, which is October 1st to 7th, 
I, I pulled a familiar card that we all love. I pulled the star card again, the 17th, the star card, the one that started our whole journey of the summer with hope at the beginning of the Venus retrograde. Now this is coming back. So I don't know how this resonates with the astrology, but I felt very excited when I saw this come out again because I've been feeling in my energy like, okay, things are moving forward. And I feel like I had a little bit of questioning halfway through the Mercury retrograde, but I do feel like things are moving again. And so this was this reminder that we are tethered to our dreams because the image is of a star and this woman holding onto a string that's attached to it. And so this was this reminder that like, we don't have to give up. And actually within Virgo season, the last two weeks of Virgo were the nine of wands, which is you're almost there, don't give up. And then the king of cups, or sorry, the knight of cups, which is romance and like letting yourself be swept off your feet and so i feel like this card is like pulling those together where it's like don't give up there's hope like have hope things are coming through and if you add the one and the seven together it makes an eight which is like abundance and you know this infinity and like things keep moving we're going to get what we want and so this was just a really happy moment when that came out again didn't have to put any back this time but this one really came in with that kind of like renewed sense of hope and wanting to move through with our purpose as well. This feels tied to the Hierophant where like the similar message for both comes through with like releasing anything that no longer serves us and just hanging on to the hope, hanging on to the positive things that we can work with and that we do want to move forward with and letting the blessings come in with ease. And I think that sometimes for us can be the hardest thing. So the message for this one the affirmation in the book that comes with this one is i expect miracles and i think if we can just move forward with that in mind it's going to help us to allow ourselves to be guided as opposed to trying to force things that are no longer resonating with us super interesting i'm gonna just jump slightly ahead to confirm some of what you brought up um so Venus actually moves into Virgo on October 8th, which is the 8th in the numerology and all the things. So this is the last seven days of that energy. And really, when we are in those final degrees, they are amplified in some way. So if there is anything left for you that needs to come to the surface, this will be that point. And another big um, repeating pattern I saw throughout October is this love and money issues kind of being at the front and center for this month. So the first is pretty calm. On the second, keeping track of everything is challenging today as mental Mercury faces off with foggy Neptune. <laughs> Rather than rely on your memory, write things down or make a voice note. Do you have a million to-do lists on little scraps of paper? I look at my friend on Zoom. Maybe it's time to corral them all into a central location and feel less scattered. If you've been too linear or rigid in your thought process, today is a great day for creative visualizations to open up those channels to your intuition again, as things may have been blocked. October 3rd, there's a lovely energy in the air today as harmonizing Venus trines with the North Node of Future Destiny. Stepping out of our comfort zone is so much easier when we feel supported. Money, love, and beauty become elevated today, and things are likely to go smoothly as long as you're following what feels true to you. Now, Mercury and Pluto are also making a trine today, which is a lovely energy for Pluto and Mercury to have. 
This is going to allow for mental and intellectual breakthroughs. So often we can block our own progress, but with Transformation King Pluto working in harmony, you'll be able to have the difficult conversations and discern the most logical route towards success. October 4th, wrap that flannel throw and light a thin, uh, wrap it in a little bit tighter and pull on the thick wool socks. With the balancing quarter moon and cozy cancer, the huga vibes, if anybody follows Swedish huga, hugi, huga, I think it's huga, H-Y-G-G-E, you get the gist. Those huga vibes of autumn call us to get a little bit domestic. That's what that cancer moon is really asking of us is to get what feels comfortable, what feels safe. So pause between your social and professional duties and tend to your nest. A solid dose of self-care will bring the Libra season balance that you need. We've got this in and outflow of having been busy. And I think this is a really important time because we're getting closer by the minute to eclipse season. October 6th, the glowing force of the sun will make an expansive trine to bountiful Jupiter today, making all of us crave more, just more in general of all of it. Since both planets are in material-minded Earth signs right now, the focus will fall on financial security. Where can you revisit where you might be leaking money? With all of these ideas flowing in, you're going to want to be able to take action. So interesting. And I actually, when you were talking about that Cancer Moon and the Huga energy, this really brought me back because it was Cancer season when this hope energy came in. And we were talking about nostalgia being a hint at what we want. And so this is almost like another moment. This feels like another moment where we're meant to like look at the like review the last couple of months. What did we enjoy? What are we still striving for? And then move forward again. Like it just feels like as soon as you mentioned cancer, I was like, yes, that's that's the missing piece that I was feeling into. But yes, I was seeing the beginning of the summer and that's what it was. It was cancer season. So that's super interesting. Now for week three, October 8th to 14th, I had the Ace of Swords. And so this is like breakthrough energy. And I love this because coming after this energy of like the hero bend, like really trusting yourself, the hope of like looking forward. And now we're going to have these breakthroughs where it's like we're going to be able to take all the things we've learned, take this hope and then actually have thoughts of like how we're actually going to move forward or like what pattern needs to change or like what energy needs to shift or like what are we not seeing? And this is an energy where in this card, when I look at it, I don't often look at the book for them. Sometimes I do, though, just to see what's in there. And the energy that I really picked up on was the breakthrough part of it. And for me, this feels like the phrase life-changing breakthrough just really is something that I don't know why. Like as soon as I saw, I don't know if it's exactly phrased that way, but that's what stuck with me when I kind of looked over it. And so I do feel like we've had so much. And I know we talk about this a lot. I know Emily refers to this where we have a lot of these cycles in astrology every year. Like, it's not like we don't have a Libra season every year. It's not like Venus doesn't go retrograde on a certain cycle. But there's something about this particular combination of all the things that lined up together that feels like this is why it feels so life-changing because there's a lot of really big patterns we're moving through, things that are that have been plaguing us kind of for our lives that we're finally able to release. And so this feels like another energy of like releasing and moving forward. And 
there's a phrase in there and I can't remember again. I don't know if this is just what stuck with me or if this is from the book, but the phrase fresh vision of the future is what was coming in. So I feel like this is a little bit of like that hope energy coming in of like having this faith, but also having that breakthrough of like seeing things differently and maybe seeing a new path while also being very grounded in like, this is what is actually in front of me. I'm not going to pretend it isn't what it is. I'm not going to keep going on something that I don't actually want anymore. And then being honest with ourselves. And so this really feels like a turning point in the way I'm feeling the energy and that there's going to be a lot of just cloudiness that's going away and we're going to have this honest conversation. We're going to have really good communication. And we're just going to be able to receive because there's like a clarity and like a smoothness and an ease to receiving ideas and conversations and other people's perspectives. It means we're also going to be open to spirit as well and getting these downloads that we need in order to move forward. So it just feels like a really important week in the energy for me. It's so interesting that you bring that up about the potency of these particular this particular cycle. We talk a lot about venus it goes retrograde every 18 months and the last time it was within the sign of leo was oh the late 2000 uh like 2012 i think it was i can't remember offhand don't quote me on that but what we are finding is that actually there's a much larger cycle that venus goes through over about 1200 years before it really repeats the exact degrees so when we're talking about Venus being retrograde for the entire time within the sign of Leo hasn't happened in, since the 1700s. So that compiled with this feeling of spending time getting back in touch with our inner child, uh, what lights us up, what we need to feel like life is worth living, that solar life force energy has been so prominent through this retrograde and then to immediately drop into a retrograde of what are our patterns what are we doing to support that in daily work I think is really an emphasized part so just a little side note because on October 8th um, after an extended four-month stay in Leno, Leo Venus strides into Virgo giving us a dose of self-care until November 8th Give your life a glow over and reboot those routines. If you're still smoothing over a conflict from approximately July 22nd through September 3rd, this is a sensible shift that can help you come to a new understanding. Practicality is honored during this time, so find ways to look forward to the stability of a routine. We've had some difficulty finding stability with those, especially through this period. Now, we also have on the 8th, Mars and Pluto challenging each other today, reminding us that not all is actually fair in love and war. The best way forward is with a healthy release of the pressure valve. So maybe just move the body and balance your mind if you're feeling that. On October 10th, we have complexities and problems that will either clear up or bubble up. As secretive Pluto wraps up five and a half months in retrograde and goes direct in Capricorn. Now, since May 1st, intense Pluto's reversal has really called for deeper introspection, especially around generational planets and the people we surround ourselves with. Now direct, we may feel blocks and insecurities lifting. 
Also, keep an eye on the news. Pluto rules power, sex, and money, so we may see some buried scandals making headlines around this time. Also on the 10th, we have um, a Venus-Saturn opposition. So the planet of love is facing off with the planet of harsh responsibilities. Have you been too lenient in your relationships? Does it feel like you'll never be done and able to rest and enjoy life again? Make the best and try to blend these energies, giving balance to your tasks and dancing your way through the day. This is perfect Leo Virgo energy. That's that same feeling. How do I have what I want and also fulfill the things I need to do to get through the day? October 11th and 12th. So this is a few minutes past midnight Eastern on the 12th and about 8 p.m. Pacific on the 11th. This is potent action master Mars burrowing its way into secretive Scorpio. Until November 24th, the collective energy can feel a bit tense. This is Mars transiting into Scorpio. Watch for competitive or jealous flare-ups. Bonds can deepen under this transit and you'll gain a strong sense of who you can actually trust. Just be careful that you aren't being so intense that you wear yourself out. Patience can be a better approach rather than cutting corners. October 13th, put on the cruise control. Speedy Mars and Cautious Saturn are going to play nice today, helping you know when to push a little and when to pull back. Progress could feel super satisfying as long as you have a plan in place. And then October 14th, this is a very busy week. <laughs> um, October 14th, Kapow, new moon annular solar eclipse at two degrees of Libra. This is an especially powerful new moon solar eclipse, and it is the first one to land in Libra since 2016. Here to usher in swift new beginnings that have the capability to permanently alter the course of relationships in our lives. No pressure. If you're ready for a change, it is ready for you, but you must be firm and clear about asking the universe for what you want. Get specific. Get those dream books out. This moon will oppose Chiron, that wounded healer, so pay attention to the type of people you draw in. Are they mirroring a wound that you haven't resolved yet? Also happening this day, because we can't just have an eclipse, let's add in some salt and pepper. Mindful Mercury faces off with the North Node. This energy can have you stuck in old thought pattern that's not going to serve your highest potential, especially with the eclipse. Remind yourself of your potential to do hard things and to believe you deserve best possible outcome. So powerful. It's funny because I totally forgot that the eclipse was happening in this month, but I feel like this is kind of what happens sometimes where I pick up on the transitions. And because that was the end of the week going into the next week, I do feel like that's where a lot of that like life change, like the life changing really stuck with me when I was looking at it. So I really feel like that's maybe why it was so intense was that eclipse energy, which now makes sense. The thing about eclipses, I always say if you do the work through the retrograde and you are looking at patterns and making shifts, things may come up in the eclipse, but maybe they won't be to the intensity. If you've kind of been putting things off, sweeping them under the rug, an eclipse has the ability to pick you up off the path you were on and set you on a new one, whether you wanted it or not. 
And it can be, not speaking from experience, April, it can be a lot. (laughs) So funny because, yeah, Emily and I both had a really wild spring eclipse season. So I think we're going to get the rewards, personally. That's what I feel like. We went through it (laughs) in April. And since then. Yeah, I feel like we've been in it since then. So I feel like this little wrap up party that we're going to get. That's what I'm leaning into with the hope and all of this. And hopefully you will be doing that along with us. We believe we deserve the best possible outcome. I expect miracles. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like it's super interesting because the next week, so the end of Libra season, the 15th to the 22nd of October, I pulled the Hermit, which is the nine in the major arcana. And I think sometimes when we have these big shifts, it does make us kind of have to go back within. And because the next season tends to creep in for me, this does feel like Scorpio energy coming in of this like want to go deep and really sink in. But what's interesting is it feels like we're not going to get totally lost and wrapped up in our stories, our inner wounds, our struggle stories of like, here we go again. We're not going to get too caught up in it. Like it doesn't feel as dark as sometimes. The Hermit has like a light energy and a dark energy for me. And this feels a little bit more light. And what I was really drawn to, which I don't know if I've ever really recognized this in the energy, is that the nine is also in astrology, like the ninth house is kind of that, that like higher it feels like a teacher energy, but like from like a spiritual lens. And so there is this energy that ties us back to that hierophant energy of like trusting yourself, like you've got this. Like, yes, maybe we'll need to go a little bit within and be like, how do I feel about this? Maybe we're going to have to process some things. But I don't think we're going to get knocked down as much as we would have in the past. I think or we're going to be more resilient and that this is going to be more of a time, just a reminder of like what we have within and connecting with our soul wisdom. And one of the things that was really coming up here is that whatever the breakthrough is that we have with the eclipse or with that ace of swords energy, that's more what this is about. It's not so much that we're going to have to completely close ourselves off to everyone and hermit, but that we're just going to have to kind of remind ourselves that like we can process this, we can move forward and we have the resources to do that. Because we're going to also have these insights from spirit that we're going to be getting. We're going to be open to see things through the lens of our heart because that Libra energy is still there. There's still this like warmth to it. It's not totally like it's also a hot and cold energy that I feel with it sometimes where it can get very cold and and dark. Whereas this feels more like warm and like the glow of it. There's actually in the image, there's a white sorry like a yellow light coming out from the heart of the person who's sitting on their own so it's a darker energy around the person but they are sitting with this like golden light and I think that's more what I'm feeling for this particular um week with that energy is more that like we're going to be okay even though things around us might seem a little bit odd or other people might be struggling maybe more than we are that's more what it could be it could just be that like You don't want to get wrapped up in that from other people. Just keep reminding yourself, like, no, I have the strength within me. I'm doing fine. I know what I need to do. I have this breakthrough and I'm just going to keep going regardless of what's happening around me. But the other phrase that I love from this one is that it says that this is a time for sacred aloneness and self-care. So this may be just needed at times this week. You may just need to, like, do a couple extra things to care for yourself 
among all of this eclipse energy and what might be happening around you. Definitely picking up on some of that grounding Venus energy that's coming through. We have a quiet few days, like the eclipse sits on the 14th, the 15th, 16th, 17th, kind of pretty quiet, no major transit. On the 18th, as the ripples settle from our first eclipse, we find ourselves seeking the comfort of old patterns. Today, the sun and the north node face off and ask, how can you stop doing the things that are keeping you from the life you truly want? Don't get stuck in the past. Remember the sun is here to light your way forward. So all that work you did in July and August and even into September, what did you learn about what new directions you want to go? And don't be afraid to make the shift to make those things happen. October 20th, keep it in the vault. <laughs> Mercury will be challenging secretive Pluto. So don't give away any state secrets today. Do your research and check all the facts before going public or buying into someone's pitch. The tendency to project blame is going to be strong today. Take responsibility for your part in any breakdowns or misunderstandings. And also amp up your vibes as the sun and Mercury intensify one another today. Clarity on your schedule or project can have you swirling in your mind and sorting through all kinds of fabulous downloads. But get really clear on your messaging and don't jump to feel like you have to share it just yet. Let it ruminate for a minute. October 21st is the first quarter moon in Capricorn, and this marks the halfway point of this eclipse season. Achieving feels great, but have you thought through your plan all the way to the finish line? Are you spreading yourself too thin? If money goals are stressing you out, it might be time to make some adjustments and let the moon illuminate something you might have been missing otherwise. Watch for power struggles today, too, as the sun challenges secretive Pluto. There's an evolutionary process asking if you've locked down your circle of trust or shielded your field against negative energy. Just because someone else is in a foul mood doesn't mean you need to be. Or if you're feeling low, be mindful not to dump on others. Just to reiterate everything Andrea said, let that little inner hermit heart glow. October 22nd is a very busy day, and the last one we'll cover for this um, transit through Libra. So let's start with Romantic Venus and Adventurous Jupiter teaming up in stable Earth signs, right? This is going to leave you searching for the sweet spot of comfort and peace and harmony. This lucky influence adds a rosy glow to love, money, beauty, life, and work. It will feel really good to flow with your desires today. So just treat yourself just a bit. Don't let Jupiter convince you to take on more than you can actually handle. Now, speaking of messenger, Mercury is gliding into secretive Scorpio today. So until November 10th, this is really, it's going to urge you to strengthen your filters. The collective is going to be focused on getting to the bottom of things, and this can leave you burying your soul in hopes of finding loyalty. But instead, use this time to research, edit, and make magic behind the scenes and keep some confidential bits to yourself. And then Mercury is... Um, it's such a crazy day. I just have to say, 
what's literally happening in the sky on this day is that a whole bunch of things are overlapping each other and facing off with one another. So we have Mercury sliding into Scorpio. Then we have Mercury forming this alliance, this amplification with Saturn in the sky. So whether you're making a big decision or finishing a project, Saturn rewards you for your meticulous work. In emotional water signs, though, these planets will prompt you to reach out to your inner circle for support. But remember to keep your circle of trust close and let your reputation speak for your work. So all of this really leads back into that idea of taking the time to slow down and remember your center of gravity with that hermit card, and then you can act. Even if the inspiration is coming in and you're feeling the push to move forward, just sit a beat. That resonates so much. And it's funny, I was just looking at all the cards, which if you got my newsletter today or if you're getting my newsletter later today, you'll be able to look at all of the cards. But every single card I pulled this time has this glowing energy somewhere. Whether it's, you know, the stars or coming into you or out from you, there's this consistent energy. And I think that's where that hope is kind of carrying through this like positive movement is like feeling like it moves through this whole Libra season. Like it's starting out with we were very surprised at the end of Libra season when I pulled the Knight of Cups. And for the first time in a while, it wasn't feeling like it was a trick to like let's not have rose colored glasses. It was like, no, we can we can be positive. And like, yeah, we're going to have bumpy times. But there's this consistent, almost like energy of us being guided forward, where this light is this reminder of like, we have this within us, we're being guided for a reason. And yes, we have to do hard things. But we're more prepared for it. We've been doing the work, like Emily said, the last couple of months, I do feel like that cancer energy when we started with cancer season yeah. and that Venus retrograde, all of these cycles really did like from what I'm feeling into with all of this did come in with the solstice and like moving forward from that. But specifically, I do feel like cancer season really like started all of this, but we're try we're finally trusting it. It took us this long to trust the hope that was coming through, <laughs> but I feel like it's here and like I'm trusting it and it feels like very grounded. We've removed the question mark and we've yeah. added a period. Last We weren't even ready for the period last month. I yeah. was like, just no, there's no, it's a hanging nothing. And I think it's interesting. Um, so much of what we experience in Libra is outward in some way, right? It's because we're worried about our relationships with others. And remembering that we have this light inside of what needs to be true to us. And point I really want you guys to lean into this month is that astrology doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. And when we work with these energies, if you really are willing to dig into what lights you up, what do you need and, and wish and hope, I really believe it's going to rise up and meet us. But if you just kind of plug along and don't expect anything to change you're going to get more of the same totally and it's interesting because you had mentioned a couple of transits with the north node and what's coming up to me is that shift that we have from going into an aries north node where during libra season we have this like polarity where we're being lived away from that codependency and leaning into what other people want. And we're really leaning into like, what do I actually want out of this relationship? And this is a reminder that we are participants in every relationship and every dynamic that we experience. We are participants. 
And if we use the energy, like Emily said, from the astrology of what's happening to almost give us like an, a boost to move forward, then we can use that to our advantage. But it's just a reminder that like, yes, yeah, in every relationship, we're not just having to go along with it. Like we get to participate. We get to choose what we want. We get to say, actually, um, I don't like that or like that doesn't work for me. It's so interesting with the the nodes of the moon, right, transiting this, we've got Aries North Node, Libra South Node. And what happens as a collective is with that South Node energy, we feel sort of the the negative aspects or the the not so great, the shadow sides, if you will, of Libra as a collective. And this is that where have I been a wet blanket? Where have I refused to make a decision? Where have I people pleased? And it's an odd feeling when the sun is amplifying this Libra energy, right? It's going to be bringing those things to our attention, but we're going to feel the pull of like, no, I'm doing this for me. And so you may get some of that pushback. Like, why are you being selfish? And it's not selfish if it's self-preservation and it's also boundaries. And sometimes boundaries where they haven't been before, the fence can feel 10 feet high and it's like the cutest little two-foot fairy garden picket fence you could have ever picked. I love that visual because my parents in the last house they lived in, my parents wanted to put up a fence because we had a corner lot. And because it was on a roundabout, they were like, well, you can't have a high fence because people can't see the traffic coming. And my dad was like, OK, well, how high a fence can I have? And they were like, you can have a three foot fence. So we had this stupid three foot fence that everybody could see over. Like we had no privacy, but it was there just as like a marker. So people's dogs, I guess, wouldn't go on our lawn. But that's kind of how it feels where it's like everybody's like, so like, why are you putting up a fence? And it's like, I can see you. Like, it's not that bad. Like, we can shake hands over the fence. Like, it's just there. <laughs> like, that's kind of the visual I got, which is really funny because I've thought about that in so long. <laughs> Look, let yourself build whatever height fence you need to and just honor those pieces of yourself. Yeah, eclipses can be hard, but like I said, they don't happen to us. It's an opportunity for us to grow. So I'm excited for this month. I It does feel very action-packed, much more yeah. than it has. And we've got some things coming out. Like what's going to be interesting, I was going to bring this up as well. We've got the Scorpio energy in the eclipse, which is money, but it's how money works for us in hidden ways. So in stock markets and financial things and loans, all of these cases. But then we also have Pluto still in Capricorn for its last little bit here. And this has been the fall of banks. This has been all sorts of just heaviness with us recognizing how the structure has worked. And so I suspect we're going to have kind of some financial bumpy things come up through the next six months until we're finally completely closed out of Scorpio season and past eclipses. So just some things to kind of keep on your radar when we say take a hot beat and get your finances in order. It might, might be for your best interest, taking my own advice as we speak. <laughs> no, same. I'm like, yes, note to self. <laughs> note to self. This isn't just for other people. It's also for me. Exactly. <laughs> I, I need that constant reminder. Oh, well. All right. We have some shows to tie into the funness of labor season. So. I'm excited to hear what you picked because we we've been all the way around. We've done our movies. 
we're moving on to TV shows. Yeah, it's funny how like with Monica coming up from Friends last time, I was like, the only thing I could think of this time was shows. No movies came to mind. But the first one was because I just watched the entire series over again um, over the course of August and September. But Gilmore Girls has such Libra energy for me because it's got the fall feels. It has that fall core, as people are saying now. I didn't realize how much it was trending when I started watching it. But like so many people are watching it right now. And the idea that like. Rory has to move through all of these relationships and she has a hard time making decisions, choosing between people, choosing between things, trying to keep the peace between her mom and her grandparents. And there's just this central Libra energy that comes through the whole show, which I love. I'm obsessed. I almost want to start watching it all over again right now. (laughs) But yeah, that energy really kind of came up strong. And the other show that immediately came to mind was Emily in Paris. A, the beauty of being in Paris, the fact that the fashion is incredible. She, you know, designs, you know, marketing and events, like everything about that feels Libra. But then there's also her struggles to like make decisions and choose things for herself and relationships. And there's just similar energy, just kind of a different vibe. Leaving the boyfriend behind in Chicago and then the cute boy that lives downstairs with the omelet pan. Don't get me started. Omelet guy. Yeah, like there's just, there's so much that just feels like Libra's energy with that too. But I love both of those. I am dying for a new season of Emily in Paris. But when you shared Emily in Paris, it actually reminded me of, and then we discovered a mutual favorite show, which I think also fits into this. If you have Netflix, that's pretty much the only place I think I've been able to. Did you, is that where you watched it? Yeah, I watched it on Netflix too. I'm in Canada and Emily is in the States for anybody so, who doesn't know this. So we sometimes don't have overlap, but this one does overlap. This one overlaps. This is in Portugal. Didn't we decide? And so it's subtitled. You've got to make the commitment. You have to watch the screen, but it's worth it. It's called An Astrological Guide for Broken Hearts. A, as an astrologer, I was head over heels. B, because it is like Emily in Paris, only she's in Portugal, at a marketing firm. I, maybe it's a TV studio. Because she does. Yeah, but she has like kind of a similar role of like scoping out yeah. locations and stuff. And then her super cute friend who is an astrologer and they end up building a show around him and relationships. So again, lovely, complete Libra energy, thinking into what do I want versus keeping others happy. Uh, absolutely adorable. And then the other no one, which is a fresh addition since I talked with you at the top of the show, is Bridgerton, which oh, yeah. I am a huge fan. Of course, some people are putting it off until it's no longer popular. We won't talk about those people on this podcast. No problem. <laughs> But I love Bridgerton because each season is a reflection of a relationship and what it takes to make that pairing work in and despite all of the other things going on. So it's one of my one of my favorites. Those are my top recommendations for Libra season. You know what else I just thought of that I don't know how I didn't think of? Um, the other thing that we have to look forward to in October is our favorite season hallmark christmas movie (laughs) how do we not think of this i haven't even looked to print out the list yet i feel like i'm late i know a lot of people are probably rolling their eyes but my season in case anybody cares my holiday season 
starts when the pumpkin spice latte comes out. Yeah. Now, this is very white girl basic, but part of the reason for it is that I, one time when I lived in Toronto and I lived in the city and I was driving all over the place, one time on a Friday, I got a pumpkin spice latte and I had my sunroof open. It was like one of those weird times in Canada where like fall stuff's coming out, but it's, and it's kind of cold, but it's not cold enough for me to not be wearing a t-shirt. And I went home and watched Elf for no apparent reason. I just did. And the combo was so perfect on like an August day when it was crisp enough that it was like cool and I had the window open. And that's when my season starts. So by the time Hallmark season starts, now it's moved all the way up into October. I'm ready for it. I'm already there. I've been there. I've been waiting for like a month. So (laughs) I won't get too into it because we will for sure talk about it in other episodes. Maybe we'll do another holiday movie episode. Yes, with our favorite astrological, we'll figure out something. We'll figure them. out a new way to theme them. But yeah, yeah I just wanted to bring up that that does start during sleep with season. <laughs> I'm all about, I'm so ready for holiday movies. And I, you know what I got today? I will tell you, I went for coffee and they had at this cute little independent coffee shop. It was a witch's latte, ooh, which was pumpkin spice and white chocolate. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. It was white girl basic and amazing in every possible way. I love that combo. Yes. With my vegan raspberry coconut bread. Well, I mean. Delightful. Basically delightful. See, as a vegan, I can't even have the actual pumpkin spice lattes. They put milk ingredients in the syrup at Starbucks for some bizarre reason. But I'm going to make myself a batch over probably on the weekend or early next week. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start looking up. I'm going to print out my list, start planning out my holiday movies, <laughs> put them on my calendar like any normal person does. We need a <laughs> shared Hallmark Google calendar so we can mark off the ones we watch. Okay. I We're actually, boring our listeners now. At that's this the, they're probably like at this point, like, why are we still here? <laughs> you know what? It's what you have to look forward to. <laughs> How we bonded originally. So. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. Well, thank you for being here today. And we will, yeah, we'll catch you guys mid eclipse cycle because we'll have one more that'll hit pretty quick after uh, Scorpio season. So be prepared and we'll see you all next month. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at spirit crumbs or you can also find me at concrete and crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode